Okay. Got to a point that happened where I got into complete trance state. And I quickly reminded myself, hey, what's the big difference between this state and this next, the prior state? And I keep doing that question over and over because I find more and more in-depth uh, answers to what it means uh, and how it feels. So I kick myself into the close to it when thinking about anime. Me, it's personal. Everyone, it's really personal to themselves. Okay, but the depth and the substance, um, the essence, okay, the, that kind of goosebumps aspect of things, but the good one. <sighs> that. Hmm. When you get to that state, the jump between that and that, it feels. Like, um, you're basically deep into your thought stream and you're monitoring and filtering and fine combing all your thoughts at high speed. That influences your, your interactions and your movements around the room in various places. Yet, here's the thing, there's a difference between you completely paying attention, ah, Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm hitting on it. Uh, there's a difference between you not, let's say, paying attention to how fast that momentum runs and continuously streaming every thought that passes through and the visualization, it bleeps in your mind. So you're you're doing this at the highest speed it's really incredible and the thing is you're getting better and better and better at it as you're doing it so that's how at times you're doing your your craft you're doing your craft and you literally just lose track of time It's an incredible state of realization. And you don't let it... Um, you don't necessarily let it take over itself. You, you literally just find comb each and everything and you question them. At one point you're able to get that interesting aspect of the inner dialogue continuously asking questions back and forth, always optimizing okay always optimizing what feels better what feels better what's what would be better would be you're asking yourself all those questions what would what placement would be much better you know as i'm placing this thing here why would it be like that you you know you're thinking this all those question lines but in a single fucking second all of them and to the degree you're able to hold your attention to it you just push like streams of possible ideas and answers in your mind, like you answer them, all of those questions at, at the next microsecond, like you get better and better at doing this with your mental psyche. Shit's amazing. <laughs> Shit's fucking amazing. Because eventually at one point you realize you need your fucking attention. If you can set all your ramps to have your mind do this mental visualization slash action slash type of meditation of a mindfulness around 
wherever you live, whatever you do, even in your own home, you can literally just run circles around your person, around your hard drive, what's in the mind. But you're doing it from soul's perspective. So, geez, I know it's going a tad bit fast, but run with it, you know? You're doing it with your soul. You're kind of being playful about it. Now, it tells you so much about yourself and what you do. Um, why certain things aren't really placed a certain way. And you'll have little, you know, openings of going, yeah, this is why, really, I'm holding on to this or I'm holding it that way because of, well, no particular reason. Okay, so what would it improve? How would I improve it? You know, the question, you automatically get to how would I improve it? What would it feel better? And then you get why. It, you see, the cycle just loops itself. It's like a cycle of questions that you're... Like I say, you're going to spread on multiple lanes. And it's it really looks like a microchain or like, you know, the whole multiple uh, glass wines stacked on top of each other and you dripping water and it just spreads. Okay, like that. Laser beams. 0.01 second, like microseconds. If you see that kind of visualization. You know, you, you kind of see the visual in your mind, but you imagine the thought process and how it would kind of look and feel like that. It, this would kind of give you a bit of an idea. Or if I uh, ever take the time to make a little animation for it. Hmm. Also, the amount of synchronicities happening with this soundtrack as I'm talking about this is fucking nuts, man. So, basically, that's a bit of a description, I could tell, of the state. Um, so, you apply that to art or to your craft. You're basically going to go, as you see this visualization, going to go like a robot on always choosing the choice that makes you feel better. What line am I putting? Why am I putting the line this way? Because it feels like this, because it would give a, an overall feeling of, you know, uh, tall, uh, overall feeling of, uh, you choose your your descriptions, you know, volume like uh, like the Disney drawings, uh, I want the movements like the Disney drawings, let's say, but you keep asking various, in those questions, you keep asking even more micro questions, like, okay, why, why what kind of fluidity, what would... Would, would you want to exaggerate why um, it, all this spreads like micro branches of thoughts and questions that you're having at that moment at so fast and you know why because you're asking what feels great instead of what what's wrong again I tell you mind body soul connection it's fucking nuts but upon you going to that process, it's like saying, okay, which one of your favorite foods would we want to eat now? You know, top five favorite foods right there. Because your, uh, your questions are aimed, you know, those micro fiber, uh, multiplying questions, they're aimed at what feels better. Why is it better? You train yourself to get it to that point. It's uh, amazing. <laughs> so imagine that kind of thought pattern applied to whatever you want to do.
whatever's going on in your life. It's a it's a neat little game to play from time to time. You don't want to go too regular because then you're not enjoying the discoveries that you've made and the cool changes that you've created. Just that simply. By taking that moment of time and attention. It's... <laughs> Like that thought process, you set that up, you set yourself up in that, you try it a couple of times, and it's just, boom, I can apply flow state to this, to that, to that, to that. You just kind of translate the same feeling process as well. There's, again, high amount of feeling, high amount of logical process as well. You're just going to your natural overdrive. Mm -hmm. I see so you'll begin to have sense and intuition kind of occur out of nowhere. And because you're in that state where you keep feeling, okay, what would be better? What would be better? What's really fun? You'll receive the insight. You'll pick it up naturally because the conscious mind's not really blocking you. Now you're going all soul and fun. So you're basically choosing, okay, what would feel much better? And the within that question, or within that intuition, because you've repeated it with that same tonality, as a voice, as felt. So you're like, okay, you've been repeating prior. What would feel better? What would feel better? What would feel better? And you just repeat it, like, unconsciously on hey what about uh, trying this and you're like oh what about that <laughs> the f wow wow <laughs> oh shit now i'm seeing the potential of this man wow Play with this. Just play with this, guys. No, don't make it a must. Um, just play with this. Shit. Wow. Here's a bit of an expansion on that. Now that you're in a momentum of continuously looking at what would feel better, you're able to kind of process how soul s speed and mechanism works versus how the mind works. So you'll notice the soul will jump into multiple possibilities, okay? Not just one. The mind, unfortunately, as a lens, a projector, a hard drive, only applies a single process, a single answer, a single possibility, a single possible solution, a single, um, let's say, idea of what a person could say uh, or mean, a single idea of what you could do a single idea of what you mean and what say and now you start to understand the the kind of um how do you say cyclical unfortunate cyclical nature of our language in a sense unfortunate fortunate because now we're understanding more of it meaning when we talk and when we discuss oftentimes the mind will pick up a single definition or a single understanding of it unless we slow down and we ask 
what do you mean by this? What is your definition of this? What are the multiple terms and terminologies that you're trying to branch in there? And to do so, you're able to expand within the conversation and discover much more nuances, which then creates much more, let's say, proactive and better results for all. Arguments are often my way, my method, my application, my meaning, my scene, and then locks the person right back into the identity, the mind, feeling hurt or offended by someone else who may have a different definition, a different description, and a different understanding of various things. See, but it's still this aspect of rep, um, one track thinking. It's not multi-track. It's not maybe that person could have meant that. Maybe this person's dealing with this. Maybe this person has had various other, or again, go back to the granularity of their experience. But getting into the state where you notice the difference between the two thought stream, you become a bit more meta with yourself because you start investigating your thought stream with a bit more of a fine comb to a point where you you watch it a bit like a TV show, which is a great reference to Tempest 2000, televisions and minds, is the retina to the mind's eye. The retina slash the projector slash the hard drive slash the projector slash the filter slash the lens, okay, to the mind's eye, which is the soul, the universe, the consciousness, you know, your soul, your interaction, oftentimes, or your perception, you as the soul, is often filtered through the mind, through that lens, through whatever it has learned throughout the years. The only the popular definitions that are continuously running because we continuously hear them. You know, the popular understandings of certain things that are, and I say popular, the most widespread, yet not necessarily looking at the various other paths, the multiple paths that are on this earth all created equally because it's all part of the same one which you can now see is now diminishing with this new age of communication and cooperation because we start to understand wait we've kind of been saying similar things and oh my god we're getting even more information or more understanding by pooling our information together so the time to just slow down and look at your definition and other people's definition just gets you to go from all from ultra instinct to whatever tenth form is going to open up dragon ball reference you know but it's true we're at an amazing time to especially in this pool of information which is bring a it partially bring this channeling as well i don't necessarily fully understand how but it's amazing like it's like it's like wow I, I i don't necessarily have the full understanding of that specific perimeter and that's my let's say quest or objective one of my many objectives to find out just to find out a bit more but i'm not going to make it a need or else, you know, I'd be losing time or I'd be missing out on various other interconnecting things. So looking at various other disciplines, various other philosophies and such that would add to it. It's um, it's it's fantastic because I can perceive this both in the mind aspect, but also in the metaphysical aspect. Um, so 
I'm fucking glad for all of this, and be sure to play, it's, again, it all stays in this aspect of play, you are in a non-duality, so you're like, okay, maybe it could be this, maybe it could be that, but at least you set yourself up to look at multiple possibilities, it could start with two possibilities, but then it'll greatly expand as you get better at that, you're able to pick up on more as you go, because again, as explained in the previous bit, you're just like focusing on what feels better and what feels better in your craft your thinking space is going to expand to that degree which is why having a craft and continuously doing it in an aspect of love and passion not strict i need to do this or i need to be competitive you know strict one set type deal um, that doesn't contribute to the whole that is more separative well that separates you from yourself as well if you're always competing you're always looking at the next person you're not necessarily looking at what's fun for you you're you can only focus in one direction or another you can see two direction okay and that's important to, to remember you can see two direction and multiple other directions but you can only focus your mind your thought and let your thought stream go on a specific direction after a while you know your choice your final choice in a way so are you going to focus on competing 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 or are you going to focus on having fun and finding more ideas of things that you prefer in your work and what could expand it and how it could make other people happy and how you can share and collaborate you see it's a whole different momentum so maybe different directions of momentum could be a better terminology and you see just taking this time to re to You'll hear me say, okay, better said, better said, say it better. Well, taking time to repackage, no, that's not necessarily the right word, but to go deeper into the nuances and kind of understand, okay, well, I've thrown out this term just to get a feel for it and understand, okay, is this close to what I mean? Possibly, possibly not. There's all, there's another point of expansion that I can put it. I can evolve it. So let me just say, double back, say, okay, better said, boom, let me evolve it. It's an, and you'll, you notice in certain conversations, especially if we go way too fast, we don't take that time to, again, get back into the nuances and see the multiple possibilities of things that can evolve a conversation, which then evolves ourselves, evolves our mind. Again, the mind's not the enemy. The ego is not the enemy. You train it. You can literally train it. It's a back and forth. It's co-op. Mind, body, spirit is a co-op game. <laughs> you know, and it's an internal co-op. You kind of just have to let your imagination run and flow. I say imagination mostly because in the West, we call it an imagination. In the East, in um, various other countries, there are different terminologies for it. So that little thing, imagination, is <laughs> not fucking little. It's huge. It's it's huge. It's an, uh, It feels like the word's a bit of a throwaway word. Uh, but it's... I say throwaway because it doesn't explain the entirety of the context that goes behind it. Again, placebo effect is real. It's quite amazing. And it's the same kind of effect you can use for sports or that sports athletes use that you can use to get yourself at a peak and prime state on certain things that you want to accomplish. So that also comes into factor when it comes to the mind, because at times the mind will and something I didn't notice, the mind will perceive and 
use that as a key. The mind perceives. The mind-body-spirit cre uh, trio creates and perceive. You'll notice the difference. The mind, if you, if you have a reaction, it's mostly because the mind, simply the mind perceives. If you have a reaction, but then you stop and pause to ask and understand, okay, well, why was that reaction? You're first creating that interaction within self, which then goes into that understanding or more of an understanding of what it means for the mind's lens, again, the retina of the mind's eye uh, slash soul. And as you understand, oh, this is what it means because of something that, let's say, happened a couple of years ago or something that you've read or something that you've kept reading in this time and space, meaning in this country, which you would have not learned in, let's say, another country at the same time uh, in space, see, then you kind of go, okay, well, this is only one option and one meaning that was learned at a specific time. Buddy, how many are we? <laughs> Seven billions. There are multiple fucking meanings. So you detach from the mind's reaction and then you clean up that lens. <laughs> it's really fucking cool, you know? And especially when you're going back and you take care of certain traumas, as I spoke about, well, you're able to clear things out. And yes, you, you'll still get the waterfall moment, yet you you get again as you show and display the mind because it's like a computer you're gonna have to rewrite it over and over and over but as you rewrite it with multiple meanings your brain gets used to that and you're going at that faster pace it's, it's gonna become easier for you it's gonna become much easier to stay at that faster pace of interaction processing and creating because the mind's no longer blocking by going, ah, I'm triggered by this, or uh, I remember this, or this person means that. You know, it's no longer stuck in that mode, which, you know, on its own, that is simply just evolution in a way. That old mode is something that kind of happened from just not having this aspect of mindfulness. We didn't have all this information before. We've just got to this point of communicating that uh, with each other and pulling in information. And here's a double down on this. When it comes to certain terminologies, okay, you remember, we came from an age where um, there were so many, let's say, back at that time, I remember gay people were poorly represented, drag queens were fought as transvestites and blah, you know, vice versa, you know, there wasn't enough knowledge. So a lot of people came with various terms, slur terms, or other kind of terms, not just slur, but just terms, terminologies, and definitions that were not up to date because they didn't fully ask what was going on. The same goes for women at one point, and the same goes for blacks, and the same goes for Hispanics. It's like, it's again, you notice the evolution of the terms. Now, look and put your gaze upon autism and ADHD. It's the same thing, but for the further generation or for the generation that's a step in front. Meaning, when you look at it, ADHD, attention disorder, oh, wait, so you mean your attention's going all over the place with a high amount of energy. Okay, so that's basically a mind thing. What about just learning to channel? Channel it in, you know, and which means, same goes for autism. What about learning mindfulness, which means paying attention to your thought stream and your actions and your movements and your person, your mind-body trio, to see 
and regulate your actions. One, by perceiving what are the ups and downs in the various states you have throughout the days or throughout the dates and days, um, as well as what triggers those various things. You know, you pay attention. You care about yourself. So you pay attention. And then two, by balancing it. Because once you pay attention and you know what the scales are, you know what the, the states are, you're going to be able to just change them. You're like, okay, I no longer really like that state, so let me change that. Or you notice, oh, I'm a bit too active on this. What's going on? Well, it's basically because I have a lot of energy that I don't necessarily know how to handle. Okay, how do you handle it usually? there's an Is there another activity that you find yourself handling it? Yes, this, 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 and this. Okay, so what are the process? And you see, with mindfulness, you start understanding this. And now autism, you know, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a... In a way, it's an throwaway term that I mean, it's we're evolving past those terms really fast because we understand, oh, hyper focus on a specific thing and then purely open loving aspect because some there's various forms of autism. But again, it's all in the mind. So, okay, hyper focus on a specific thing. It's you can do that with the mind, but you kind of have to be aware, aware of when it's triggered and aware of how fast it goes compared to your other states. So you have to be more aware of your states as well. It's the same deal. And then you re-trigger your focus. And the funniest thing is you can take that whatever quote unquote autism, because in a sense it's genius. You can pull in genius, um, and you can pull into whatever you want by taking the same momentum and process and putting it into other things. You just need to be cautious and mindful about yourself, you know, taking that time to do it. Not pills. Um, I'm a bit annoyed at that, but again, it's evolution. So they didn't know what they didn't know. And we're still evolving. We're still finding more things out, you know. Uh, hell, there's a kind of autism, and this one kind of tugged my heart. And it happened to me once, having an encounter with that kind of autism. Um, the person kind of, a kid, just getting in, you don't even know. It happened to me. Let me tell you the story. Just walking back in my own place, uh, Mount Royal, and while walking to a specific um, to a specific place, I don't necessarily remember. I was going to a shop, whatever. I was just walking, and this kid just came up and hugged me. And I'm like, wait, what? And my mind kind of froze for a bit, and I'll explain why. And then I started looking around going, huh? And the kid's father just came to me and he's like, oh, don't worry. He does that to everyone. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's super cool. Have a thumbs up. Yet I didn't know there was an aspect or an aspect of autism or a form of autism that where kids just basically hug and get into people's personal space. But here's the thing. What it triggered inside of me just looking back at that with now's understanding is the fact that, hey, buddy, that's our default mode. What is this thing about personal... And now we're getting into some crazy-ass long discussions about personal space and defining the term, as well as the context and the use of that term. Because our default nature is pure loving curious and playful what i notice and which is why i froze at that time and i'm glad i remember it is that initially because of the the let's say the news and the media and that momentum of thought that in had my mind at that time again i didn't study any of that at that time well the first thing that kind of came up was like wait what pedophile <laughs> just a fear for that because the news networks would just 
again, at that time, people were just calling rape and, and pedophilia and all of that at that same moment. Like, they were just out wild. And the mind being bound in an aspect of survival is like, wait, oh shit, what the fuck? You know, gotta watch out, gotta watch out, gotta watch out. Which is a bit of a double-edged sword when it comes to TV. And I say double-edged sword because you can use it at your advantage when you get meta with your own thoughts and ideas. That's another process we can go a bit into longer uh, after a while. But if you start seeing your thoughts and ideas like a TV show, you will begin to pay a tad bit more attention to them. And you will also modify them on the fly as you become more cautious and aware of them. Because you're not going to let them run like an average TV show. Again, scripts are made for narrative and entertainment purposes. Yet you can use a similar kind of format to redirect your life to the degree you are attention, uh, paying attention and mindful of the way that you're writing your script. Because that's practically it. Which is why it's lovely. Everything, I say it's a double-edged sword. Again, everything has positive and negatives. So you kind of want to watch out for if the mind takes a recurring beat, like what happened when this kid hugged me. It's just go, oh my God, pedophile, watch out. It's like, wait, what? You know, because don't want to be labeled, don't want to have misconception, and a lot of misconceptions were happening at that time. Meaning something, and especially when you when you look at clickbaity news, and this is why it's adding fear factor and anxiety to people, well, they're not necessarily aware of it because they haven't really studied the mind. But, you know, once you start, you have a, a repeated theme or a repeated pattern blasted in you as an aspect of fear of watching out. You know, the news continually saying, you got to watch out for this. You got to watch out for that. You got to oh look at what this person has done without going into the context of the person, the nuances, understanding what led to that, understanding the, the growth of thought and, you know, it. All of the studies that we've kind of spoken about, you know, well, eventually it's like, okay, fight or flight picks up and it's like, well, okay, I don't necessarily want to be labeled. This person is, quote unquote, bad because of how it's framed, framed from a lack of knowledge, of course, and a specific format needed to be kept, which should be changing soon. So the mind automatically picks up on these options and makes them by default because it doesn't look at the multiple possibilities of what could be but multiple possibility comes from taking time being mindful and then seeking knowledge not necessarily being uh, fed a single point of view or not better said not necessarily consciously focusing on a single point of view because you can be fed it but you can also notice that you direct yourself and choose a specific point of view at times it could be conscious or unconscious but you still do it so you see how terms and everything kind of blends in, in a way? So, going back to, to the kid and, you know, that understanding. Well, that was our default state. Straight up. We didn't have this fear factor until we started watching these things or being, or having interactions with people who had them. And that's, again, the generational, uh, the evolution of things. The generational evolution of things. But much faster now because we're able to look back at our younger times and see where the seeds were placed and we have more technology to do that too more understandings to do that too and more time to do it too we ain't fighting in a war or having you know continuous riots so you you can kind of see how one thing leads to the other 
and how noticing these things just clears you up because I can also remember a time where there were shows in my country uh, and that was when I was really young okay and stations where I was watching cartoons okay you would have show where it sets up okay this kid practically your age he's riding a a bike and then out of nowhere oh my god he dodges his car but then he scrapes his knees you know with the dramatic music and everything and then it's like okay now we gotta teach you how to bandage this because they don't talk in that show it was basically a music thing but it was there was music in the background but it was live action uh live action type of um not even a sitcom this was this very specific format okay but it's as if I, I was doing a video about myself walking around. Here's another example, okay? There was a, a show, and I'll use myself as an example, as if I'd be walking around, um, opening the stove because I'm about to cook something, and then I got to go get up on a, a, some kind of a, a shelf that's on top, and the stove's already open, so, you know, the music kind of hints and goes a tad bit higher up, and it goes on my hand as I'm trying to go up the stove, but I got to place my hand somewhere, and then... <clears throat> I place it on the stove and I'm like, ah! you know, they showed that in a kid's in a kid's TV station, and it was just building up this aspect of, oh fuck, I gotta watch out, I gotta watch out, I gotta watch out, and I still remember that. That was really fucked up. The end. I'm, I sound mad, but it's like, well, it was really fucked up. Because, you know, it's like you're showing a five-year-old, you're showing, maybe not even five-year-old, I think I was three or four, you're showing a four-year-old literal burnt, stove burnt marks on, a, on another kid around the same age, how it happens, <laughs> you know, just to show what to do <laughs> when that happens, but motherfucker, the first thing that stays <laughs> is the, the initial fright. It's not the, the the completion. It's not the healing. You asshats. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know. But fuck, man. They didn't know. But that's just kind of fucked up. <laughs> you having that in a TV station. I just want to say fuck you, Kim Nathani. <laughs> but then again, I want to say, oh, thank you for all the other shows. And also the fact that you didn't know what you didn't know. Plus, we get to understand all this now with this event having happened. So... Again, it all kind of goes back to the all in a way, and you don't necessarily stay in, <laughs> you don't necessarily stay angry at any of them because it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I learned so much out of it. I gotta watch out what you what you uh, what you watch, but also understand that it's not necessarily watch out what you watch, but uh, understand that the mind, or especially early on, zero to eight, you know, constantly absorbing. Well, the mind picks this up and adds this to its fight or flight system. Meaning, okay, well, I gotta watch, I gotta watch out, survival, survival, survival. Oh shit, is this close? Oh shit, is this close? You see what I mean? Instead of, hey buddy, whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. It doesn't matter. You can prevent a certain amount of things, but having this kind of fight or flight survival system in you know, impressed upon as a kid early on, that and other things like, oh, watch out for your neighbors, and now let's close and lock all our doors, you know, various other things like that, and then you default, again, cross back to the autistic kid, and it's like default state, default state, none of that, it's not get ready in fear of this, get ready in fear of that, and it was shocking to me at that point, because it's like, you see the blip, both the aspect of fearing this whole, uh, you know, whatever I've ingested through the news, 
And then the other aspect of, oh shit, so I'm not used to people being friendly like that? Yeah. Because of, again, you look at the, the evolution of our generational gap. And a similar example is kind of like, uh, see, here's, and something I've noticed, if I look back at certain, I'm not just going to say all from another generation, I'm talking, and this is where we say better wording, um, talking about certain people, certain individuals, maybe a mass, but not all. Well, when you say have a good day while outside, just out of nowhere, certain people won't even look, certain people will keep their hair down, certain people will just pace faster and some will say oh thank you you too or some other people will just scowl you it's this aspect of not necessarily being used to a level and degree of niceness because who knows from what i can tell and especially kind of like looking at the mentality in the shows that were around that time you got to watch out for abusers you got to watch out for manipulators you got to watch out for this you got to watch out for that just like sitcoms always show so after a while it just sticks in the mind and it's like okay well this is normal i i, I you know this is normal this is the world but no default state is autistic kid you know so that's why the terminology autistic autism ADHD and all those other labels that want to be placed, they, it, it's all mind thing. It's uh, I want to consider these terms throwaway because we're evolving past that. It's just okay, re- rebalance your mind. You know, rebalance how you want to be treated. Rebalance uh, your aspect of understanding others in a way. Rebalance your aspect of loving. Kind of describe what is loving to you. Are you naturally loving to everyone? That's a really big key. But how far do you push it to a certain degree? And it would be great if we had a society. Well, I say it would be great. It's going to come up. I mean, we're getting into this. We're getting this kind of knowledge and understanding and, and convergence of knowledge and understanding so fast that... It's coming. It's inevitable. Agent Smith, it is inevitable. You're gonna be you're gonna be happy. It is inevitable. <laughs> that kind of stuff, but it's true. More of these conscious understanding are made and people are getting uh, quote unquote wiser, uh, healthier, faster, more understanding, more open to it. Hey, the, the openness has gone through the roof. You know, it's like, okay, you're he, she, you're they, you're that. Okay, cool. Um, it, now we got to balance out the reverse openness because it's like if you demand from another person to be, let's say, called a specific way when they don't know what they don't know. And at the same time, uh, it might not necessarily be in their range or experience. Then you individual as a person are still stuck in the mind because it's like a value this person calls me X, I happy. This person calls me Y, I hate. You know, ones are zeros. And it's not an aspect of going for a third option of going, okay, well, they're just dumb. No, it's they don't know what they don't know. Same goes as you don't know what you don't know. Is this entire balancing aspect of it that becomes a massive key. And... The more you take the time to play in that space and in that realm, the more you get the time to understand what creates reactions, how how reactions are triggered, because we're all the same soul. It's just that we're different minds, different and also different parts of that soul. So 
different minds, different granular uh, upbringings or different granular events leading to different granular aspects of that hard drive. And again, when it comes to sticking to that hard drive itself with that granularity, it's oftentimes ones or zeros. Single thought stream processes, not multiple possibilities can be spotted in a moment. Mostly because we're kind of at the tail end of the rush, 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 quick, quick, quick. Tell me what you have to say. You'd better tell it fast. You'd better uh, tell it the way that I understand, you know, rush, rush, rush. No, we have time to talk and discuss and understand and go a tad bit deeper. And we're much more open to each other's ideas. It's tricky because it's somewhat new to us, but we're getting to that. You know, it's tricky because at the same time, like I said, media hasn't reached that point because it is still in lag time. It is like I'm trying to tell you someone else's story exactly the same way that, well, it's like I'm trying to tell you someone else's story with without someone else's experience or not necessarily dismissing that without necessarily having the, the understanding and the value of the experience because I haven't understood why it, it has value. And this is still, it's kind of like cartoon characters or any character in TV shows or movies. It's hard to represent as well because it takes time. And again, haven't had a perception of the value of taking that time and understanding how deep our mind goes and how play, how we can play and shape that shit. Because once you get that, it's like, oh, right. So no more frustration, no more depression, no more anxiety, because you're looking at whatever thoughts you never chose to adopt that would pop up because you never chose. Why would you choose that? You don't, you know, it's just happening over and over and over. So again, mindfulness, when it comes to that, oh, whoever's going to spam this aspect of, I have depression, I have depression, I have depression. Okay. Let's get mindful. And did you, do you want this thought? Do you choose it? No. Okay. So let's start clearing it. But this is this sets you on a path to clearing instead of being slapped on a label and say, okay, you have this, you are now this ones or zeros back in the mind. You see, you don't clear anything at that point. You're like, okay, I'm a one or I'm a zero. That's it. That's all. Can't really change it. There's no multiple possibilities to change it aside from, oh, that one or zero, that is a pill or that one or zero that is okay. Well, I'm going to ignore it all. And maybe I'm going to let that go, but that's still, you're still trapped with your own mind. It's very tricky, you know, and we finally got this technology and uh, this convergence of information. So go, 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 go forward. Don't necessarily stay stuck or trap into labels. And also understand that people still do stuck and trap in labels. And let's say people still stuck and trap into judgment and all of that, or any kind of power over utter or hate over utter. Well, they haven't understood this yet, that it's all in the mind. It's all... Uh, a question of asking oneself question, okay, why am I doing this? You know, and then paying attention to the thought stream that leads on from that, because at that point you're able to show it multiple possibilities of meaning and you heal yourself and you heal others at the same time. Cause you're not stuck in that loop. Thus you're not affected by that loop. Thus your interactions with others. Moi, amazing. You know, your day feels fantastic. And your focus, you focus on everything that makes your life great. You focus on things in a much better way because you're thinking on the pleasantness of these things. 
this gets really fucking meta, but <laughs> it's amazing meta once you control it. You know, it just takes the time and practice to be mindful of your thoughts and reactions throughout the day. And, you know, you take the time. You be patient about yourself. If you're not patient about yourself, that's the first thing to be mindful about. Because you're your own best friend. Literally. <laughs> you're the only one that's going to understand the granularity of all your terms and definitions. You know? Because you as the soul can peer into the mind and know what happened during this this lifetime so that you can understand how the mind received and collected all of its stuff. <laughs> and then you can choose, you know, because at, the, at times we just never really considered the aspect of multiple possibilities of thoughts. It's just, uh, multiple possibilities of options and outcomes. Like in the moment, we were kind of rush, 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 rush. So... Play with this. Have patience. Have fun. You don't know what you don't know. And the same goes for everyone else. Going back to Jesus, and now I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start learning various others. Like I, I did learn. Uh, I didn't necessarily learn Buddha's quotes. Jesus is mostly because I started Catholic, and then I told you I was all all about the fallout. You know, one single ideology, one single aspect, and blah 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 blah. So. Um, forgive them as they do not know what they are doing. And the same goes for yourself. You know, he who didn't, he who has cast a uh, crap. <laughs> and I'm saying it with a Spartan accent, so that doesn't necessarily work. But you know, he who never sinned cast the first stone. He who did, it, let's make a 2020 version, but a tad bit more cruder, so it's easier. So you have never, if you've never made a mistake, then chuck the stone at the other person. You know, the person who never made a mistake just start bitching at the other one. Oh, you've made mistakes in your life. Okay, well, you know, and it's not to say, again, sin is like missing the mark. It's a mistake. And it's not like this, oh, my God, you're going to hell because of that. No, it's just you made a mistake. That's all right. Everyone makes mistakes. You don't know what you don't know. And that's it. That's all. So just move on. See, it's not, it's not like this grandstand, oh, I'm going to use this quote to prove my righteousness to another person. No, it's basically, hey, at the time, especially with those terminologies, and this is why it sounds very old-timey and cryptic to a certain degree, as a power of metaphors, as well as the time and terminologies, but it's basically, okay, you don't know what you don't know, and the same goes for everyone else. And, you know, if you've never made a mistake in your life and you're going to start shitting at a person, don't. Because... Well, one, you've made mistakes in your life, and two, they're not really mistakes. You live and learn. You don't know what you don't know. You live and learn, and you grow from it. You know, a, there's no mistakes. You literally learn and grow from it. Once you take the time and be mindful of it. If not, then you're going to repeat it until you get to that point. And at that point, you have grown from it. So it would have helped you, or it does help you, to ascend, ascend your, your, how do I say, better, maybe a better word, to evolve? It does help you to evolve, because you're noticing, hmm, this is not necessarily what I want. What do I want? And then you redirect. It's fascinating. It's amazing. It's fucking cool. <laughs> you know? Just, just put this thing down to earth. And again, uh, maybe I'm going to make an all-is-one type of video um, on the Extra Stage Comic YouTube channel, uh, along with the whole Ripples in Time and Elastic Band uh, video concept, because all is one. It's really amazing. Hell, le let me give you a little snippet. <laughs> but um, all is one. Basically, spirit feels it all. The mind will react to what's exterior or itself says. It's 
you know, since it's the projector, the retina and all that. And spirit will give you a hint to the heart or somewhere else. Hey, hey, that's not really how, you know, that feeling that mm, sizes up, you know, whenever, quote unquote, triggered, that's literally your spirit telling you your mind's not necessarily thinking about it in a way that you want to interact with this. Meaning you're, you're placing a judgment, an interaction on another or yourself, but you're separating yourself from yourself and, and everyone else at the same time. Because if it was done onto you that same way without necessarily understanding one's context, well, you wouldn't really feel great. And again, you'd feel that same feeling. It's separation. So it's as if this life is kind of getting us onto a, an interesting treadmill of, uh, with this cool system, you know, uh, Abraham Hicks calls it the internal guidance system. We're on a fast track for evolution with that, but you kind of need to get a hold of it. And that's why, you know, you start getting, being much more mindful. Meditation, again, slows down your thoughts, slows down your, your ideas, and you get to gauge the pace. You get to see the difference in the pace. And then this is how you get to, to understand a bit more about those feeling reactions between mind, body, and soul. All is one. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> but it just takes the time to you know, look at the multiple perspectives talking about it and also playing with your, <laughs> playing with yourself, but, you know, playing with this knowledge within and discovering how it has impacted you throughout your life. Multiple events that you might have had that feeling, understanding that that feeling has various degrees to, but it all means either separation or pure joy. Because even the aspect of the frills, the goosebumps that you hear when you hear a certain kind of music or yeah, that you have when you hear a certain kind of music or you do a specific activity. It's another degree and level of that feeling of joy. It's different. It's, imagine like different scales and degrees, you know? So it's all in this aspect of connection to spirit. <laughs> now, even if you have uh, an internal thought about someone else, depending on it, your spirit will give you a reaction. Now, here's the thing and why all is one in, in another point of view. The fact is, all comes from within you. It comes from within the mind, body, and spirit, from within, uh, but also filtered by the projector. So, whatever you see in another person, you see from yourself. You see from the vintage point it, within yourself. Thus, it is you that perceives it. It is in you. Good, bad, right, wrong, all of it. Thus, this is where the soul kind of gives you a reaction. Oh, hey, that's not necessarily how we roll, you know, <laughs> because whatever you're going to poke at another person, it is coming from you. It is within yourself and you don't necessarily choose to have these behaviors. Oh, right. Because same as that other person, you wouldn't necessarily choose to have that behavior, right? Certain behaviors that you want to fix, you don't necessarily choose. I say fix. I uh, Let's add a better word. Evolve, transcend. You know, because you didn't necessarily choose. Like said, back to the autism kid, that whole interaction, I didn't necessarily choose that thought. There was just a lot of fucking media at that time, you know. And the same kind of goes for the whole um, oven and stove thing idea. Like, I kept seeing that visualization of that fucking show, and I'm surprised I'm remembering it now. But it just kicked fight or flight at that time, right after my cartoons. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> They didn't know, but still, it, it, it's kind of nutty, but it 
all comes from one. And, you know, that's why I can't just call them assholes. Because at that time, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't have the technology for that. We were still my way, my ideology, my method, my profession, my career. This only one career. I can't branch out into multiple other things. But shit's changed. So I can't be mad. And at that point, within my inner interaction doesn't stay in this aspect of resentment. It doesn't repeat that negative feeling, that negative little heart feeling, and it doesn't neg- repeat that negative dialogue as well. Because if it keeps repeating negative dialogue, that negative dialogue is going to be used on myself. All that it comes from me, so it's going to be used on me too. <sighs> you got to watch out. And this is why it, it's kind of tricky, but when I say me, then I go mind, body, spirit. But this is going to be used by the mind. It is stored in its hard drive. You know, that's why I made that video on the, oh, you don't necessarily want to go, I'm just saying. No, you're, it's, you don't want to fuck yourself over, you know. It's in the video, um, high ground, you know, having the moral eye high ground versus not fucking yourself over. It's literally that. It's not fucking yourself over. Because the mind will reuse these bits and pieces. And, you know, again, like I said, you can rewrite that. Literally. Just taking the time and playing with it. Playing is the best thing. Play with it. Make it a meta game with yourself. And have that fun interaction. Use TV. Use your favorite cartoons. Use your favorite music. Your music videos. Or whatever craft. To Here's a, here's a cool thing. And now I remember. Oh, man. Huge important point. It, remember that, let's say, that art teacher that would say, as an example, art is or life is like a painting, you know, and that kind of person would have this dialogue that's really, 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 really intricate. But it seems like, uh, you know, back in the days as kids, we're like, oh, my God, you're thinking art is everything. And you see life as a no or you see life as a painting. And oh, my God, you're so weird. And it's like, well, no, that's going so in depth in one's inner world that yeah there's no context for everyone else and that's normal that's all right it's just tricky to balance because how are you going to get people into your inner world without giving them a context i mean i could run a couple of examples which is one um okay well one reason why i like giving the ready player one vr visualization is because we're, we've all seen that movie. There's a context to it. We've all played VR to a certain degree or know what it's about. So we can kind of get an interface and see how we can create that kind of stuff uh, within. And it gives a bit of a base or a platform on how to build an inner world. You can, and as I say, don't you don't necessarily need to only use that technique. You can use whatever visualization go. But here's the expanded and evolved understanding of that. You create your own inner world and you play with it with visualization slash imagination slash meditation slash affirmation slash, you know, all of that. And the more you repeat that interaction, the more you understand what's going on within and the more you can reinforce to the degree that you desire to. Yet it takes the time. It takes the fun, the playfulness and the non-distraction. Because as soon as you, and I've mentioned it before, but as soon as you get distracted and you you have your attention picked up by something else well then your thought streams are restarting it's like let me just start back again and uh, again even interactions kind of like this audio is slower than your thought speed 
So if you find out that at times you have to pause the video or pause the audio multiple times, it's because you've kind of got a bit that you want to process inside yourself and you can do it faster if you don't have my voice continuing because then that would be putting rams into listening to what I'm telling you. But no, feel free to pause and just kind of go, okay, what's that within? How am I reacting? What's happening there? And guess what? You just clear yourself. You just evolve and you won't have that reaction. Plus, you'll have a super huge understanding about yourself. You know, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's super amazing. I fucking love it. All right. All right. Bombardment over. You guys are rocking. Um, this earth is rocking. Like every interaction is adding to a piece of it all. And it's fucking fantastic. Just take the time to play with it and notice the interactions, the synchronicities and the things that are kind of coming back to you after, uh, you questioning yourself, but not needing the answer in a moment. It just comes in and then watch the multiple possibilities because oh, maybe it's that maybe it's not, but that doesn't mean it's failure. All possibilities are there at the same time. We're just not used to seeing them all or more than one. And again, that's evolution. So, yo, guys, kick some butts. <laughs> Play, man. Kick some butts. Have fun. And it's always, always and ever increasing. So there is no, oh, this is the only one top method. No, it's ever increasing. You're ever going to increase this relationship with yourself. Ever. So don't let the mind go into separation of needing to be at a certain point. Of course not. Watch out, man. The mind as a retina, as a projector, as a lens is uh, very tricky. Well, it was it, it's tricky to understand, but we're getting faster and faster at understanding it. So it's, an, it's not the enemy. It's not the enemy. It's just now you got to tame it like a pet in a way. Maybe that would be another kind of conversation. Well, you just kind of tame it. Yeah, just just tame your mind. Be more friendly about it. Understand what it, what it goes through. How its reactions are happening and all of that. Play with this. <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one.